for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hello everyone, welcome to Living Life. Now when was it that you had to confront and change your view of who Jesus Christ is? When did you have to confront it? What led you to change? And what was the reason why you had to change it? As we take a look in today's passage, as we take a look at the Pharisees and the Sadducees and also the disciples and Jesus' response to their uh, their expectation. We're going to try to meditate and also allow us to inspect ourselves whether we too have the wrong view of Jesus. This passage will certainly tell us that Jesus will only show the sign of Jonah in order to prove that he's the Son of Man, that he's the Messiah, that he's the one that the Father Lord sent in order to save all people. Now, as we take a look, let us try to figure out if we have any wrong expectation, demanding signs just like the Pharisees and the Sadducees did from Jesus. Because all we need, as we will see in today's scripture, that it's the sign of Jonah, that Jesus dying for our sins and being raised from the dead. That is all we need, the scripture tells us. So as we take a look, I hope that this speaks to all of us even though we may be in desperate times seeking for signs, I hope that the sign of Jonah is the sign that satisfies our expectation. Let's take a look. Matthew chapter 16 verses 1 through 12. The Pharisees and Sadducees came to Jesus and tested him by asking him to show them a sign from heaven. He replied, When evening comes, you say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning today it will be stormy, for the sky is red and overcast. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation looks for a sign, but none will be given it except the sign of Jonah. Jesus then left them and went away. When they went across the lake, the disciples forgot to take bread. Be careful, Jesus said to them, be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. They discussed this among themselves and said, it is because we didn't bring any bread. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked, You of little faith, why are you talking among yourselves about having no bread? Do you still not understand? Don't you remember the five loaves for the five thousand and how many basketfuls you gathered? Or the seven loaves for the four thousand and how many basketfuls you gathered? How is it you don't understand that I was not talking to you about bread, but be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees? Then they understood that he was not telling them to guard against the yeast used in bread, but against the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. 
So in today's passage, we can see the Sadducees and the Pharisees are looking for a sign from heaven. Somehow they're working together to demand from a sign from Jesus. Now Jesus has shown many bountiful uh, uh, signs that he is the Messiah. He is the Son of Man. But regardless of that, the Pharisees and Sadducees are not satisfied. The reason is because they're looking for a sign that could please their expectation. They're looking for something that could use for their own reason. They're looking for a manipulative sign. This is the type of sign that I need in order to believe that you are Jesus. And that's something that goes against what Jesus wants to give them. So that is why Jesus says in verse 4, a wicked and adulterous generation looks for a sign. Well, obviously we know that Jesus has shown many signs, but he is addressing a generation that looks for a sign that pleases their expectation, something that they need in order to believe. But Jesus says something else, but none will be given it except the sign of Jonah. The only way that Jesus will be able to prove himself that he is the Son of Man, the very Son sent by the Father Lord in heaven, is by dying on the cross and being resurrected. Just as Jonah, uh, the, the book of Jonah tells, Jonah went into the belly of the fish and stayed there for three days and was spitted out. He was dead and was alive by God's grace. And that is the very sign that Jesus will give in order to prove that He is the Messiah, the expected Messiah, uh, who fulfills the prophets and the laws and every word that is written in Scripture. Now, that is what Jesus is getting at. That is why He is furious. Uh, he is furious against those who expect and demand a sign to please their own expectation. And based upon that, they are willing to teach that, that, that they are the right ones expecting these kind of expectation and signs. Now against this, Jesus is the one who warns uh, by teaching uh, the disciples. We see that in the following verses. Uh, but little do they know, they don't understand what Jesus is getting at because the comments that Jesus makes seems a bit odd and out of context. Rather, we know from context that this is the right, command, uh, right, right comment, but the disciples had little clue because when Jesus says in verse 6, it says, uh, Be careful, Jesus said to them. Be on your guard against the east of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Uh, when disciples heard this, they thought that Jesus was a bit mad uh, for not bringing any bread on their journey, uh, journey because they were discussing what this means and why is Jesus suddenly warning them about the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. So Jesus, it seems, gets a bit mad against the disciples in verses 8, 9, all the way to 12 and tries to explain what he's trying to say. You also have have seen that I don't need any bread. All I, I mean, I can make bread. I can feed five thousand and four thousand. Do you think I get mad because you don't have uh, a loaf of uh, bread uh, for the journey? What Jesus is trying to say is that have faith and see in a correct way who I am. I am the one uh, that teaches the true teaching. The teachings of the Pharisees and the Sadducees are like yeast. 
they're orderless. You can't see. It, it, it's so small that it's, it, sometimes it's invisible sometimes to your naked eye. Yes, you can see in multitude, but when you see a little yeast, you can't see it well. But that yeast has a powerful effect on the bread. Once put it in, in the dough, it pumps it up. It influences in a great degree that it distorts the bread. That is what Jesus is trying to say. One little false teaching, when you hear and accept it in heart, could actually distort your expectation from Jesus and God. And that distorts the whole view and the concept of who Jesus is and who, who God is. That is the very reason why Jesus is furious against the Pharisees and Sadducees. Their false teachings has led to a false expectation. And that is why Jesus says, beware of their yeast, even though it may sound right and beneficial for making a bread that is not the right ingredient. Jesus says the only sign that he's able to give is the sign of Jonah. That is the ground and the foundation and, and the rock that builds our faith in Jesus. Only by Jesus dying the cross and being resurrected are we able to see correctly who Jesus is and expect the correct expectation from him. Uh, I mean, the reason why we come to know that we have a false expectation from Jesus, just as I mentioned in the beginning, when do we uh, uh, face and be challenged um, by the wrong view we have about Jesus? It's when we demand more signs. Just as the context in the passage says, when we demand more signs beyond the signs given through Jesus, that's when we come to know that we might have a wrong view of God. So when did you have to confront and change your view of who Jesus is? That's when you were start demanding more sign rather than believing in the signs that has already been given to us through Jesus Christ on the cross and through resurrection. When we expect more in order to please our expectation, that is when we come to the Lord, acknowledging the, acknowledging the fact that we've been demanding something more than what God has already given us. That's when we have to challenge ourselves to come back to the gospel to look at Jesus and believing that His grace is enough. That is what this passage teaches us and challenges us and directs us to do in our life. When we demand more signs than what's already been given, that's when we have to inspect ourselves, our soul and our spirit and our mind and our heart in order to come back to Jesus, knowing that all we need is His death and resurrection that secures our salvation if we believe in that. I hope that this could be true in your life as well. Let us pray. Father Lord, lead us back to you so that by faith, let us look back at the cross and the resurrection, which is the gospel news that led us to believe into salvation. So Lord God, I ask you to ground us on the very foundation of the gospel so that we could be satisfied with the very sign 
that you have ordained to show us. So Lord God, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.